It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18+. It is the instant reaction for Everton 1. Newcastle United 4. Everton still in 19th in the Premier League, staring down the barrel of the first relegation in God knows how long. Uh, we have got a big table of blues tonight. Uh, everyone wants to get in on this big therapy session. We've got Keith, Les, Matt, Paul and Green Mick. Um, does anyone want to go first? Les is going to go first. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm still processing my thoughts after that, Les, but how are you feeling, mate? Um, probably about as low as I've ever felt. Support on Everton, which is which is quite a bold claim considering some of the shite we've seen. But I think this is as bad as it gets. It, it's not just that Goodison is very very dead at the minute. Now there's been there's been some stuff um, recently with people saying what the fuck are the Park End doing getting off. I'm not ashamed to say I got off at three 0 tonight because anyone who stayed after three 0 what is the point? You know it, it's. If you if you're just gonna if you're just gonna stand there and passively watch that shite, there's literally no point in being there. Just get off, just go, go and do so. We're we're in the pub now doing this. Just gone ten o'clock. You know it's it's not enjoyable, but it's nice to be with friends and drinking beer. It's better than being stood in there or standing getting the train now. So I, I would just say that that that's my thing. The while that team are so shit and they're so devoid of not just any ability, any fucking fight. There's no point standing there and passively watching that play out. You knew it, at 2-0, we all knew we weren't getting back into it. At 3-0, we definitely weren't. And then even when McNeil scored a 3-1, I was just on my way out when that happened. Newcastle scored straight away to make it 4-1. Because there's no fight in this team. In you know, in years gone by, I don't, I don't want to sound like one of them people, but in the past, let, let, let's say, yeah, we've had good times. But let, let's, let, let, let's just say, like, under, under Moyes, you look at, like, Man United 3-1, we pull it back to 3-3. Games like, games like that. This isn't going to happen with this team. And I, I think Matt's going to have something to say about the manager, but I'm also very, very disenchanted with this manager as well because... You know, at, at that point in the game where I think it was a 2-0 and then it just went to 3, 
and he brings Mope on. Damari Gray still hasn't been on the pitch at all. He brings Mope on ahead of him or Sims. And at 70 minutes, it's too late. It's way too late to be trying to, you know, make changes to a game where they've been pretty much in control without being spectacular. So I just think there's so much wrong and I genuinely think we're doomed. I mean, just quickly, while we're on the manager, we started there and he is getting it now. <laughs> leaving, ben, <laughs> leaving Ben Godfrey on there is, is genuinely one of the, the worst like ongoing decisions in a game I've, I've ever seen. Like, that, that lad died a slow death on the football pitch tonight and, he, and he, did, he, didn't even, he didn't change him he didn't change the system he didn't change the player in front of him he did ap- Ben Godfrey was horrendous and he, he's clearly not a right back we've known that for a long time but to do nothing about that situation for the entire game to the point where Isaac at the end just walks past him <laughs> you know, how, how has that been allowed to happen when you've got a right back sat on the bench there I mean any, any player on the bench there I'll be bringing on because Godfrey his, his head's gone Completely, and that was long before the game was gone. There, even at the end of the first half, after Joe Linton had gone past him, he was gone. He was an absolute passenger, and I was staggered he came back out after half time. You can bring on Patterson. You could have brought on Mina or Cody or Tom Davis, Les, to play it right back in that situation. <laughs> there, like any, anyone, anyone at that point is better. You, you, could, you could put a Woby there. Yeah, like to, to, to watch that lad just constantly get skinned over and over and over again, and for nothing to happen. I mean, I put on Twitter there, semi-jokingly, Keith, that that's a sackable offence in itself. And, you know, probably being a bit too, bit too, bit too much there, but it's not far off. I mean, the only decision, I think, that's worse than leaving him on the pitch was starting him there in the first place. Because it was evidence two weeks ago at Fulham. Yep. He got torn inside out yeah. the whole game. He had a torrid time. Um, I can't comment on the Palace game because I... Luckily, didn't watch a minute of it because I was watching cricket instead. So I don't know if he played well or not. But he didn't play. <laughs> well, there you go. What? So, okay. So he's he's taken him out. The defence has been solid and got a clean sheet. And then he's brought him back in. Sack him. Sack him tomorrow. Holgate was Holgate was banned. Sack him tomorrow. Ben Godfrey is not a full back as long as he's got a hole in his backside. Do you know what I mean? He's just... He does... He's positionally... He's terrible. Tackling... He can't tackle. Unless he's throwing in one of those mad sliding tackles where it's a 50-50 that he's slightly favourite to get. He's great. But if he tries to stand the man up and the man runs at him, he can't tackle. I don't think he put his foot on the ball once. There was... I think there was two or three occasions first half alone where one of the full, one of the centre backs had to come across and make a tackle after he'd been beaten, and you just think, why are you persisting with that? What what can't why can't Sean Dice see that he's being ripped apart? Why can't he see that he needs to change before bad things happen? Then he lets a bad thing happen. The first goal, obviously, Matt said to me before we got on the train, the only person in the ground that didn't know he was cutting back in on his right foot was Ben Godfrey. And I mean, yes, we're a bit unlucky. Pickford made, makes a good save, comes off Tarkovsky and lands right at uh, Wilson's feet. It's, yeah, it's, it's criminal. Uh, I, I think we lost that game before we even started tonight with that, with that back four, the way, he's put, the way he's played it. I mean, obviously, you've got to play the two centre-halves because they're the ones that are 
in the shirt, so to speak. They're not playing spectacularly well. But I mean, well, yeah, we can come on. We can come on to that whether you bring Mina in or not. But we know the problems with Mina. You play Yerry Mina, you get 20 minutes out of him, and then he breaks down because his legs are made of balsa wood. But the picking Ben Godfrey at right back over Patterson, who has to be match fit now. He's he has to be. He's played. He's played minutes for Scotland. He played minutes for Everton. He's played starts for the under twenty ones, twenty threes, twenty sevens, whatever they are now. I don't know. Um, play him. If you're not going to play him, then you've got what's his name in the uh, in the in the youth setup. That young lad Mills, who's got the physical stature that Sean Sean Dice likes in a defender. Play him because positionally he's a right full back. To be honest, you could probably play Danny fucking Mills. I, <laughs> like I just and then you look across the park and you look at Newcastle and they've got Kieran Kieran Trippier, who's one of the best full backs in the league. And you just think the golf in those two teams yeah. today is absolutely horrific, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I just went to see anyone else who speaks and everybody nodded. Uh, Matt, I'll come to you first. Um, so. I've got many thoughts I need to arrange in the right order here. First one to say that, Les said before about no fight. I thought the first half, we did have fights. We won 11 tackles in that first half. We were, to an extent, we were bullying them. And their only chance of the half resulted in the goal because, as Keith alluded to, Ben Godfrey got skinned. And that is now the second consecutive game in which the manager has made a mistake at right back. Last week, it was leaving on Holgate when he was on the booking and getting ripped to pieces, and the inevitable happened, and we just clung on for the point. And then this week, it's starting a centre-half who has... Carry on, just checking. <laughs> checking the recording there. Centre-half who has, more often than not, played on the left-hand side of the back four and starting him at right-back instead of an actual full-time right-back because I can only surmise Sean Dyche doesn't fancy him. And this is an issue that we knew about Sean Dyche when he was appointed. He'll, he'll get ideas in his head about players and he likes these ones, he doesn't like these ones. Sometimes you see the benefits of it, like, say, Michael Keane coming back in. Sometimes, like today, you see the downside. And the fact that he's just... It just seems like he just wants four players who are six foot ten along the back four, regardless of how they're getting targeted. And make no mistake, Ben Godfrey was targeted today. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they must have seen that 11 and just licked the lips and rubbed their hands with glee. And all through the game, I think three of the four goals come down that side. It was just constant. And I can't even be that angry at the lad himself. And to be honest, another mistake on the right-hand side as well. And this is something we've seen. Actually, no, sorry. Jumping back to Patterson as well. One of the few bright points of the first half of the season, I thought. Some of his performances were adequate to all right, which is high praise this season. But another, another issue on the right-hand side was, since Dice has come in, he's put a Wobie out there. And I love a Wobie to bits. I think he's been one of our players. I know he does. I think he's been, he's been one of our engines this season. Like we, we would be a distant 20th on 10 points if it weren't for some of his performances. But Dice has come in and he's stuck him out. It's just that lazy thing about some Premier League managers. They see some players and go, oh, you're a winger. He's never a winger in a million years. He's a technical player who feeds the ball through the middle. And you see him, he got so many chances out, especially the first half, out there on the right-hand side. And he can't cross a ball to save his life. And he'd probably be the first person to stand up and say that. 
but he's there. He's just plugging away. He's trying. He's trying, and they're flying over everyone. They're going off for throw-ins. At least make a substitution. Bring Damari Gray on for 20 minutes or so, and bring him back into the middle so he can actually him and um, him and um, Decore can actually make something happen in the middle and be a bit of an engine. And it comes to bringing Gray on, they were one 0 up, and they still made two substitutions before we did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just speak to the microphone and not drink your pint. Uh, but maybe, maybe you should drink your pint instead. It, yeah. It's that kind of night. Uh, Paul, how are you feeling, mate? Uh, I'll be honest, Matt. It's one of those nights. Uh, uh, people are taking the phone off me and just, just, just speaking. Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> I think this is, like you said, and Les at the start, this is the lowest I've felt about Everton. Last season was bad. <sighs> this was terrible tonight. It was absolutely abysmal um, I think with looking at Godfrey tonight me, me, me brother and I were, were watching him all night long and every single attack came down his side Bob was over his head each time I did watch the Man United match in full a couple of weeks ago my best mate was getting married but I watched the first half in the pub and there must have been about four or five times he, he was getting skinned he's clearly being targeted tonight how isn't soft he's, he's seeing that and they've played on him and my real gripe today and I'll be honest Daesh when he came in I was all for it I was all for his appointments because I believed at the time that's what Everton needed we needed someone to come in steady the ship and put their mark on this squad and he's just I think it, it, it reminds me of very early Moyes with his substitutions. He'd leave it until the 70th minute and it took my brother and my dad, we, we were shouting for the sub to be made. And when we when Newcastle were pressuring us at 1-0, we were fucking shouting for it then. And Newcastle go 2-0 up and then you see Dice turn round and he's gesturing, gesturing to Patterson to take his bib off. It's just so predictable. It's so depressing and... Godfrey should never... I, I agree completely with, with Matt as well. Godfrey should never have started that game. Never mind all this, he, sh he should have been taken off. He should never have put that shirt on to begin with tonight. But if, I feel tonight for me, the key word for me all f for this night and f throughout Everton's last two years at least is just inaction. Inaction in not addressing the clearly obvious problems that we had in January in action in not removing this board because they are no longer fit for purpose that's a separate conversation and I'm sure we'll talk more about that for, for, before the season's over in action from the manager in not removing Godfrey and just seemingly tonight we go a goal down and Matt's, Matt's spot on there was fights there it was it was very unlucky the way the, the, the ball fell to Wilson but Godfrey's got to be dealing with that for me we're, we're finally reaping what we've sown. It's, as we said before, you can only circle a drain for so long until gravity wins. And unfortunately tonight, I'll, I'll sum it up this way, and I've said it to the lads, tonight was the first time in over 50 years of sport and having that my dad left the ground early. And that says it all for me. That's, it's, it's really fucking hurt me tonight, that, watching that and, and, and seeing that for my dad. Uh, Mick, the youngest here of, of the Everton crowd, um, how are you feeling, mate? Is, is there any hope after that, you think? I find it really hard to just talk or think about tonight's game because 
know, if the likelihood is when Everton goes on, it won't be because of tonight. But the, what we saw tonight is just just Everton in, in 2023, and everything that happened tonight, we deserve. Everything that happened has happened in the months and weeks before, we deserve. And everything that will probably happen in the next few weeks, we deserve as well. Obviously, not us as fans, but as a football club, I mean, I've tweeted already that, you know, People like Bill Kenwright and Farhad Mashiri, they don't deserve to lock themselves out of another relegation fight like they did last season. Because you know full well, well, first of all, we'll, in 12 months' time, we'll just be back here, barring a miracle all over again. And second of all, there will be some form of glorification about it all if we stay up. And part of me deep down believes that probably too optimistically that maybe going down can be the type of rejuvenation that this football club needs in terms of clearing out certain amounts of players and obviously the people in the boardroom unless financially just completely kills us off and there's also that probability as well but I just find it so hard to just not think about the the long term future of Everton but also the the recent history as well the, just the catastrophic decisions that have been repeated so many times the recruitments it's just we were talking about it a couple of weeks ago the the difference in the size from just two years ago it's 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 borderline well it is negligence let's be honest the, the recruitment the just the, the general management the desperation that's seeped into this football club over the past 18 months it's it's just sad more than anything to being in the ground i'm and Les mentioned before the park end, people leaving. I, I'm one of those who gets quite angry. People leaving quite early, especially when there's only like one goal in it. Like you know, this is, I I grew up on on David Moyes football, and whilst you know there was an absolute ceiling to to his football, there was also that also well, unless you were away at Anfield or Old Trafford, there was also that element that you know doesn't matter what the scoreline is, you've got a chance of getting back into that game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at least the floor was a lot higher as well. <laughs> but like tonight, people leave, and it's just... I, I, you can't blame anyone. And, and I've, I've also had a little bit of a gripe with, with like fans saying we've just not got the fight on it for, 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 for the second half of the season. We can't do what we did last year. And I think we saw that tonight, that, that, that nobody has really... It doesn't matter how many fireworks you set off or, or how many... Yeah, exactly. You can you can you welcome about four hundred coaches for all I care and just keep them on the coach may as well. But it's just, it's just a bit sad. But at the same time, it's like ultimately when you're one of the worst teams in the league and you don't do anything about it in successive transfer windows, then you deserve to go down. And, and I can't look beyond that to be honest. Yeah, just picking up what you said about the scenes last season. If if something happens and we do end up surviving, and I think now it's like one in five chance, there won't be the scenes like last season. I wouldn't be surprised if them players celebrated survival in front of a half-empty stadium. Because even if like, we manage to scrape through, I don't think it'll be jubilation. I think people will just be... Anger. Anger, yeah. Anger. Just livid that we've had to go through it again. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> if we do survive at this point, it looks like it would be a bit of a robbery. Like... It really does. Cheating. Every every other, not not cheating, like just snide. Do you know what I mean? That like, oh, whoever goes down at our expense, if we survive, they'll look at us and go like, "You just you don't deserve that. You don't deserve it." I said um, last week 
one of that slightly cans in fueled uh, rants um, about Ken Wright's letter. But I think I said in that, I said that the difference between this season and last season feels very much like the difference between the 94 escape and the 98 escape, where 94 was jubilant and it was like, oh, right, this won't happen again. Four years later, it happened again and there was, there was a lot of anger. I think it will be exactly the same, but I think to pretty much everyone's point tonight, I actually can't, I can't see us doing it. And we, it's the first time I've ever thought that we genuinely just don't deserve to be in this division because... As you said, Paul, it, it's years of mismanagement at every every level of the club, and we just we just haven't got a place there at the minute. You, you just you just look at that team, and it's 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 not good enough. I think it's clear now that last last season the the difference was with Charlison. The Athletics Patrick Boyland has just walked in. Hello, lad. Always a pleasure, buddy. We'll, we'll get his four to the second. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I just think you know, last season Richarlison definitely made the difference, and we've we've got no player who can make the difference like that. You know, we we've potentially got Damari Gray there who can come on and make a difference. Maybe not a three 0 but at some point in the game, and he brings, as you said before, and uh, and you know he he brings on Neil Moko. But we've we've gone over that ground already before. I just um, I just think yeah, there's. They've knocked the stuffing out of us. This this team being this bad has knocked the stuffing out of the fans, and we 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 can't go back to that last season because we've not got anything to pin our hopes on. Because they're just it's just, just a wretched bunch of players, wretched team getting wretched results. We touched on it a couple of weeks ago on the post match after Fulham, and the the overwhelming feeling is apathy. I don't like. There's anger as well. Everyone's angry at what we've become and what we've been allowed to become through the mismanagement and whatnot. But like Les and Mick have just touched on there, and there is apathy. Like, who's who can be bothered for the last two home games of the season, turning out and giving them what they got for the first half hour of that game there? again and again and again and being rewarded with these performances and I mean like all through last season even when it looked its darkest even when we lost at Burnley when we were le- we were winning twice at Burnley and lost and even even after then I could still see a way out of it I didn't see it, didn't see it being the end of the road I genuinely can't I, I can't see a way that Everton get out of this situation. You look at the five games remaining, Leicester, uh, City, Brighton, Wolves, Bournemouth. Realistically, we need to pick up eight or nine points from five games. You need at least two wins. Everton aren't winning two of those last five games. Because who are they beating out of those teams? I got, like, I, I look at Bournemouth, isn't it, last day? But like, even that's no, you know. Okay. Lo- that's, the, that's the thing about where we are, is like, going into any game apart from Southampton at home now in this league, we are second favourites in every single one because the squad's so bad. And like, we are I'd, we are probably the 19th best team in this league. I'd struggle to fancy us against Southampton, the way we're playing. <laughs> We, we just we like beaten by Nathan Jones at Southampton at home. <laughs> I mean, oh, that what a was great morning they had. Lovely. <laughs> well, I just I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad. Mick's gone because he sounded really upset there when he was doing his um, his, his monologue, and I wanted to give him a hug before he went and just 
like tell them it's all going to be okay. But I can't. I, do you know what? I don't even think I can tell people that anymore. I can't find any positivity in Everton anymore. And we've we've watched some dreadful Everton performances. Come back to the pub and laughed and had a joke about it. I just feel like empty with it all now. I, I, I've got nothing left for Everton. Can I inject some black humour? A couple of games ago, we were looking at the Bournemouth game as being like a survival shootout. Now it's just popped into my head. They might be on the beach. They might be dry and safe. And we might be down, yeah. Yeah, but how many times have Everton played a team on the last day of the season with nothing to play for and spewed it? I will, I will give a classic example of that. Uh, the league champions in 1985 lost 4-1 to Coventry on the last day of the season. <laughs> so so even, our, even our greatest ever side yep. uh, couldn't do that. Yep. Oh, that's, tre- that's tremendous lesing there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just they were half Les Roberts out of nowhere. Well, I think they were probably still pissed after Rotterdam, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paddy Boyland is here. How you? You know, just swanned in with his pint. Um, how, how are you doing? How are you doing, mate? Can you offer us any crumbs of comfort after that? Maybe you're shaking your head already. No, no, there were no crumbs of comfort in there. I thought the first... Until Newcastle scored the first, I thought Everton shaded it. Full of application, but never really looked that threatening. And then it was pretty much a mirror image to the, uh, the Fulham game for me. But obviously Newcastle have got better players. I mean, it's it's hard to know where to start with deconstructing it all, but I think that the best place would be a fullback, yeah. where he continues. I'm sure you'll have spoken about this, but yeah, where he continues to do the same thing over and over again, makes the same mistakes, and um, the fourth goal in particular is com- completely embarrassing. And I know everyone's going to shine a spotlight on on Isaac uh, Jacob Murphy. Who I don't even think's the good Murphy brother. <laughs> I haven't seen it, and I, I, I have no plans to see it. Matt's trying to show me it, but I'm I'm steadfastly refusing to look across the table because all I've ever seen Everton concede, and there, there's a long list of bad goals. I don't think it's quite as bad as the Brighton's fourth this year, but that that I mean it, it runs it close. Is Brighton's fourth the one where Tarkovsky tries to headbutt the floor? Yeah, it's where. McNeil yeah. overplays yeah. the free kick. Idrissa Gay forgets anyone. There's Elsa's on the pitch. Uh, but I mean, carry on, mate. <laughs> they just they they go from looking, uh, I'd say, relatively competent and, and relatively is doing an awful lot of heavy lifting there, to completely disintegrating in the space of 10, 15 minutes. It's frightening. I mean, that, that could have been anything. Uh, it summed it up for me when uh, <laughs> it was a char put in the fifth. It was then disallowed, but like. Like by that point, it was so far gone. I think it was probably gone when Newcastle scored the first. And all honesty, that that's the extent of Everton's issues at the moment. That's how far away Everton are from being able to to get back into games. And we're looking for crumbs of comfort here. I can't find many. I can't find many at all. Oh, at least that me Gordon didn't score. There is there is that. But I've <laughs> but I've also seen a picture of Anthony Gordon with a big grin on his face when he was about to come on on a four one scoreline or five. Did he come on, did he? Apparently he came on yeah. after everyone had gone home he came on, so he didn't even get the abuse that he deserves. 
One crumb of comfort we do have is Matt's just showed us a vine of a dog. Is it a vine? No, TikTok. A real. I'm, 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 I'm back in the day. I miss Vine. They took Vine away from us. What's that all about? Vine was the greatest platform that social media has ever created. We're digressing a little bit. My, my one crumb of comfort is no matter what league Everton are playing in, be it the Championship, be it League One, if financial implosion does come about. Be it the Northwest Counties League, if we like die and start again as AFC Saint Domingo. I'm sorry, the 43-year-old we'll, for the. I'm going to trademark Saint Domingo FC. <laughs> by the way, yeah, we'll still have the Denby Castle, and we'll still have our post-match chats over a pint, and that's the real quiz. Who wants to win football games anyway? Would you, would you still follow me? I'd probably just go for a nice walk somewhere. Do you know what? I'd love it. If, ever, if Everton ceased to exist, that would be my break. That would be my like point where I could go, right, that's it for me. Football is no longer a passing concern. I'm going to get properly into cricket. I think for me, from a very... I think I've accepted relegation now, but for what? From a very selfish personal point of view... It means me leaving my daughter for an extra night on a Tuesday and a Thursday night to go and watch them in the championship. And I don't think I can do it. I genuinely... I've always said I'll follow them no matter where they are in the league, but I just I just don't feel like I can give them that time. I don't feel they deserve it, and I don't want to give them that fucking privilege. It's just so... It's so depressing. And I think even at 1-0 down today, I looked over at Matt and he gave me his little signal. We, we have this little ritual at our time, how we do, Matt. Uh, he'll show me a hand single thumb-up if we're going to win it. In between for the draw. He gave me a massive thumb-up. And to be fair, I genuinely thought we'd get back into it. I thought we'd... I thought even at 1-0 down, kicking towards the Gladys streets, I thought we'd get back in somehow. Did you, this evening? This evening, whenever someone went all down, you thought they were going to come back. Away. I genuinely thought. I believe it was more. It was more hope. Let, let's we were say one nil down on half a yard from being one one. Yeah, and can't blame us for having hope. I think <laughs> when when I watched Godfrey getting pegged back in that little ten minute spell, something needed to change, and then it was two nil. It was too late, and that's all she wrote. The a point in hand for me though was um, with, with Newcastle. Just out of interest, how long have um, how long has Farad Mashiri been at Everton for? Seven years now, is it? I think seven yeah, years, yeah. and the owners at Newcastle have been there uh, for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're about to qualify for the Champions League, and they have done in a year and a bit what we've tried and failed miserably to do in seven years. And I think that's it. No. No, okay. no, yeah, well, no. yeah, uh, we're gonna leave that. We're gonna leave that one out. We'll come back it's, to it after the podcast. It's a, it's a stressful night, but let, let's not go there. Um, yeah, just just a moment came up to me then um, in the first half, like just figure out how bad how how bad our players are. We got a free kick on the edge of the box, and a, and a Drissa Gay took it. Do you know what? It wasn't a bad yeah. free kick. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think to be fair, it was set up for McNeil to take it and go for the near post, but they um, just before the free kick they moved the wall across 
like to cover a yard outside the post, so it was it was a no go for the left footer. And honestly, who else are you letting hit? Do you know what? Actually, I'd have let Michael Keane hit it after his Spurs goal. <laughs> Just run up, Alan Stubb style, and leather it at someone's yeah, face. Free kicks in football. We're going to digress again here because it's more fun than talking about Everton. Get a Fo- the loop in the free- in the Owen Goodison. Exactly. Free kicks in football. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be worth a goal, that. Or at least a big, at least a giant teddy bear. Right. Free kicks in football have become far too technical these days, and it's all about it's all about getting the curl on the ball, getting it up, getting it down. What happened to running up and simply smashing it as hard as you physically can at someone's face and hoping they like shit out and dive out the way? Every team used to have a centre half who could do that, didn't they? Like Mate, Baines like, at Newcastle. Yeah. Like every, every, every team used to have like a set, like a, a like a, a brick shit or centre back who would just, like. I mean, the last one I can remember used to do that was Alex for Chelsea. A big old, a big old yard dog who can hit the ball faster than the speed of sound. <laughs> Give me that again. Make football prehistoric again. <laughs> right? Give me proper massive shin, ba- shin pads. Footballs with laces. Muddy pitches. I miss like these grass pitches that are like playing on a snooker table. Get rid of them. Bring back muddy pitches. You might get, you might get your wish soon. <laughs> Give it four or five years. Yeah. You, your dad's on the podcast here. Make, make football prehistoric again. Honestly. Just on free kicks, can we all have a, can we all make a universal agreement? This draft exclude the technique. Just fuck it off. It doesn't work. It, it's absolutely pointless. Just just get rid. That's, that's this, this, this is turning to all your gripes off footy. Yeah. Uh, just just get, just bring them to the table, everybody. Yeah. Um, Why are our ball boys so shit? <laughs> they are really <laughs> slow. <laughs> right. I can't remember if we griped this the other week, but I'm going to gripe it again. When Everton get a set piece, an attacking set piece, and everyone gives it Everton, Everton. They do it too early because they're doing it just after the foul or just after the corner. And by the time they go to take it, everyone's just sat down again watching. There's no atmosphere. When they're taking the free kick, is surely when you, when you want everyone going Aggie. It's all on the park end, that, for me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hang on, it happens down the street end. Um, just speaking of the street end corners, that Alex Wobie corner. Oh, my, my word. What a belter that was. Newcastle fans started singing, that's why you're going down. And I actually think they might have had a point. Probably a good place to leave it. Um, Keith, I asked you to prepare a, a sign off tonight. Have you, have, have you got any comforting words for Give us our listeners who are Come on. who are feeling very blue at this time? We haven't had our tears. I had. Do you know what? I had a great sign off, sort of sketched out in my head, but it was for when Everton won two one, and clearly that didn't happen, and I didn't win my bet. So I don't have anything prepared, so I'll just, I'll just ad-lib and say, look, at the end of the day, we're still going to be here. Some people might stop coming to watch Everton if they go down. I won't. I'll still plod on. I'll still spend time with my mates. I'll still enjoy the, the social side of it. It's 90 minutes out your week. It's a long old week. It's seven days of 24 hours each. And you you you're basing your whole life around ninety Spoiler minutes of that. Of time. I am. I'm gonna go on to the I'm gonna go on to the theory of space next.
talking of space, that was Everton's back four when Newcastle were rampaging forward. Listen, it's not... You, I live my life by four simple words. Did you die, though? If you didn't die, it wasn't that bad. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.